Hey, the crazy ones, the misfits, rebels, troublemakers, round packs and square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as a crazy ones, we see genius. Welcome to the Three Show, hosted by Samandarov Shanov. Please briefly introduce yourself to our audience and then we move on. Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Eric Dresdale. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Known, and uh, we are redefining identity in an evolving digital world. Awesome. So I think uh, before telling us uh, more about your project, uh, about what you do, first, uh, I think you would like to share some backstory, how this idea evolved. So what actually caused you to work on this uh, project. So what was the uh, real reason? So what's the core purpose of this project? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is my second startup. My first one was a fintech company that was acquired. Um, it was what people would think of as a challenger bank or neobank today. Back then we called the debit, debit card program. And, um, after that was acquired, I stayed on with a consultant with uh, the company that acquired me and uh, also worked as an executive on the operations side and then on the biz dev sales side of another early stage fintech company, also on the issuance side of the business. And uh, that sort of ran its course and I knew I wanted to start something new. And, and the thing that had caused me days, weeks, months of sleep was dealing with all things identity. And there's the obvious, which is fraud, uh, but there's also the friction around all the identity related issues. And mm -hmm. at the time I had been uh, looking into the KYC space, the know your customer space. And even back then when this was originally conceptualized in early 2018, the space was already becoming really crowded I felt there was only so much room for innovation. I felt like that was going to be a really commoditized space and a race to the bottom, but nobody was doing anything great in terms of how do you protect the business and the customer once the person becomes a customer. And at the time I had been helping the, a friend of mine with the asset sale of a biometric company. And I had this sort of aha moment of, mm -hmm. oh my God, we can un untether the biometrics from the smartphone. And that was really important to me for three reasons. The first is the most controversial, which is I personally look at the devices inherently vulnerable. Uh, but more important than that is it's the old wallet problem. If we are tethering all of our biometric, our identity, our payment, and other related data to the smartphone and it's lost, stolen, broken, or dead, it's rendered useless. And, and then the third reason was when thinking about a global exponential company, if you are requiring people to have the latest model smartphones or smartphones at all, you're now marginalizing half the world's population. And mm -hmm. so that was really how this all came to be. And, and that's when I, um, 
I met my co-founder about a month after conceptualizing this, and I gave him a challenge because if you can solve for this difficult use case, you can solve for any. And the challenge I gave him is I want to be able to authenticate you know, one person against 10 or 100 million people on any camera-enabled device, so I think one and a half megapixels or greater, um, in less time than it takes for an EMB chip reader, so faster than, let's wow. call it, two seconds. Yep. So obviously he he said challenge accepted because we are here today. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's amazing. So I usually ask this question, what's your wow factor? <laughs> so, uh, so I see that I don't need to ask this question from you. <laughs> we have a we actually have a few different wow factors uh, to to what we do. Um, you know, probably the biggest wow factor for us is the speed and accuracy of which we're able to authenticate people, um, again, on any camera-enabled device at at scale. Um, Mm. So again, one against 10 or 100 million people in less than a second. Um, And and then the, the other wow factor is that as far as I'm aware, we are the only solution in the market that actually evolves and perfects itself on each individual user with every interaction and transaction they make. So it, become per, it becomes perfect on the individual. So it's not just a, a static one-time selfie capture and that's always what you call back to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so amazing. So I think the technology is evolving, it's, uh, it's growing so fast. And uh, one of those questions I ask from founders is, what's not going to change in the next 10 years so that in terms of consumer needs. And uh, so uh, in order to create long-term value and ensure stability. What's not going to change? Yes, in your field, in this uh, QYC and identity field. So what's not going to change? In terms of consumer needs. So why your company should exist for next 10 years? Yeah, so um, the the thing that we've reached uh, today in society that's not going to change is the fact that, you know, we we talk a lot about, yes, privacy and security and so on and so forth. But but really, at the end of the day, if we're looking at it from a consumer perspective, we live in a now economy, right? How quickly can I access that good service information experience, right? That's not going to change. People want to be able to access things seamlessly wherever they are as fast as they can. It all comes down to the consumer experience. And that's something that's just not going to change. Mm-hmm. And that's why we built it the way we built it to, to also, obviously, there's the privacy and security component. But at the end of the day, it comes down to experience and speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think... Uh... How do you see the the future of the company in the next hundred years, and how it's going to change people's life? So, uh, I had mentioned. I don't usually I mean, ask this we, question from every company, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I had mentioned to you um, actually that I have to leave a little bit early, and and the reason is it's mm-hmm. actually relating to this specific question. Um, mm-hmm. So, we actually have a provisional patent and have come up with a way. Um, and people are going to want to slip me, uh, slip my throat for saying this, but a way to create unbreakable encryption um, across a, a satellite mesh network in lower Earth's orbit. 
And so why that is really, really powerful, right, is, you know, when you think about what's happening with Starlink and, and all these, uh, you know, SAT networks in, in, in Leo, is it's going to bring global connectivity, right? So right now we have a billion people around the world that don't have any proof of identity, right? We have people in regions and countries and uh, other places around the world that have little access to the internet and, and basic services, Right. So, mm-hmm. so being able to open that up is, is massively huge. And then once you're putting this, you know, encrypted information in outer space, uh, there, there's not a huge amount of governance in space, right? So now mm-hmm. you're putting it out of bad actors and bad government's reach. So, you know, Syria or some other country can't come knocking on our door trying to get access to this information. And so this becomes really important for, A, again, the billion people without this, but also, if you think about climate or, you know, war refugees, uh, you know, who, who leave home with nothing, they have no proof of identity. This is a way for them to carry it with them. They are their identity. You know, then there's opportunities and, you know, natural disaster recovery scenarios. You know, how do you um, how does an adjuster identify somebody in the field when they've lost everything they have to get them the necessities that they need? So, you know, where do I see our company in the next hundred years? I mean, we when we were founded, we we built this on the concept of giving people a quantum identity where they can exist anywhere and nowhere at the same time. So mm-hmm. that is the direction that we are heading um, to bring global quantum identity um, to everyone who wants and needs it around the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds great. So I, I don't want to get into technical details of this, but just yeah. uh, I cannot uh, keep myself from asking this uh, a bit technical question. So uh, will that will be a quantum proof uh, encryption or some? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I will stop here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, no. And 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 we've and my co-founder and CTO has has been working closely also with the IBM Quantum Lab. He's already played with quantum computing. Um, mm. You know, it is coming much faster than I think a lot of people expect. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, per his words, you know, it's going to render all RSA public key encryption useless um, when it does fully materialize. So. Uh, we are, this is a big step in the direction of getting ahead of what's coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so great. And uh, how do you think, who do you think is your early adopter? Like uh, someone who's uh, ready to jump right now and to start you know, uh, using So it. we have one, yeah, so we have, we have uh, you know, one private beta, a friendly and market. It's a private aviation company that's using us for new customer enrollment and e-boarding passes. Um, we're doing work in the fintech and omni-channel payment space. So uh, we're working with a digital asset exchange that's coming online soon to authenticate buyers and sellers on both sides of the transaction. Um, I can't name the company, but we're moving towards a big b- pilot uh, with uh, for biometric fueling payments. Um, working closely with some crypto companies as well uh, for biometric uh, enabled payments. So um, our three core verticals that we're playing in right now are omni-channel payments, travel and hospitality, and healthcare. And so we're working with a telehealth company and another company in the medication wasting uh, field for controlled substances. 
Mm-hmm. So I think Stripe is also ex- uh, experimenting in this area right now, yeah. Uh, you say Stripe? Stripe, Stripe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, um, you know, biometrics are expected to authenticate nearly $3 trillion of in-store and mm-hmm. remote payment transactions by 2023. Right mm-hmm. now, what most are very focused on, and understandably so, is the mobile device, right? Um and it's very device centric. And what, the way that we've architected our solution, we want people to have their smartphones on them. We want them to have all of their smart and connected devices on them. It's part of what we do. So we actually use your device and all the devices you have on and around you at the time of transacting to accomplish a few different things. Um, number one, it's a first pass the factor of authentication. Um, it creates identity approximation that says this is most likely Eric, and that's how we actually hack the system and, and maintain speed at scale. Um, it creates behavioral pattern analysis. Um, and, then, and then lastly, it perfects the biometrics. So we actually have a patent pending on this. Um, and, you know, all of this information is obfuscated. Everything is sharded, compressed, encrypted, and distributed. Um, so we keep privacy and security top of mind. Mm-hmm. That sounds but great. With Stripe, like most people, it's it's most likely going to be very device centric, right? Using solutions like Otho or Fido, um, where you know you're confirming the device, and you might have a secondary biometric component to it. But you know, if you're doing one to one on the device, it's not really an identity transaction. It's just saying this space matches whatever template happens to be stored on the phone, but not necessarily a correlation to this is Eric. Mm. So then they solve the problem on a surface level, not on really the deep level. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. I think it's good enough right now, right? The way we look mm. at known is, you know, we're solving problems that exist today, but we really build something that's solving for what's coming next, right? It's It's kind of like that Wayne Gretzky quote, everyone's skating to where the puck is and we're skating to where the puck is going. Mm. So, um, how do you think, uh, like people hire and fire the products for some reasons and how do you think, uh, uh, in your case, for what reasons people might hire or fire your product? So hiring, uh, uh, just to, to be completely clear. So hiring equates to buying, using and firing equating to, we're not going to use this anymore. Uh, yeah, like, um, uh, right. Okay. So, uh, from, uh, this question is from the consumer, uh, the customer's perspective. So, uh, like, uh, what, uh, if you look from their perspective, uh, they have some why reasons would they adopt for, us? yes, they have the reason yeah. and why they have reason for churning as well. So, and what that could be. So in your, yeah. So, so I, you know, why they would, uh, use us there's there's a number of reasons you know one again is if they're dealing with online and offline or online to offline meaning online and in-person transactions um you know they're they're going to want to use us right it's a seamless experience and the way we've architected no and i brought up early on is we work on any device so for the most part right so we don't require expensive specialized hardware to be installed you don't have to replace any hardware or add new hardware right so it's a really software first approach 
So that's, you know, number one. And as 5G and satellite connectivity become more ubiquitous and there's more in smart con- connected devices, the more powerful we become. So we, we provide this true multi, we call it multi-dimensional authentication, right? There's that true identity, a new level of identity validation that we're providing them that they don't currently have. Why they might churn is if they try to, you know, use our solution uh, for something that can be better served another way, right? So if we are talking about a company who really is only mobile only, right? Mobile only authentication, that's all they care about, right? So their, their customers aren't going from the phone to a laptop to some other device, right? They're, they're probably not going to want to use us. They're going to want to use a solution that might be specifically at the device level, right? So for me, the only time I see churn happening is if somebody adopts our solution and tries to retrofit it into a use case that doesn't really belong fitting into. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the wrong use case and uh, wrong targeting, right? <laughs> Right. And, and, you know, if that were to happen, I put the burden on us, right? Like we, we, we shouldn't allow that to happen, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're using us for one element and they're like, well, let's, you know, instead of getting a new solution, let's put it into, you know, for, for this application. And it doesn't really belong in that application outside of that. Um, you know, we don't know what we don't know yet. Right. So, um, again, we are early, um, you know, we have gone through alpha testing, we've gone through beta testing with this one customer, we've been vetted by a number of top CTOs, um, but, you know, we haven't hit that scale, right, where things cannot work how we believe them to be working at that level. So, um, you know, I'm answering the question based on the knowledge that I, that I have today um, without the information of what would actually cause churn that I can't foresee yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, you do, uh, I think uh, you might have one. So that's why I'm interested about this question. Uh, uh, like what's your answer for contrarian question of Peter Thiel? So like where most people believe in X, but the truth is the opposite of X. So do you have something like similar to this? Yeah, my, 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 I think most people believe that the smartphone is going to continue to be what it is today in 10 years. And, and I don't believe that to be true. I think we will still have smartphones. I think they will still be on our persons, but I don't think we will be interacting and en- engaging with them the same way that we do today. I think we're going to be shifting to a more wearable society, smart glasses, smart watches, uh, the computer is going to be sort of your phone's going to be that like sort of computer in your pocket aggregating all the data coming from these different you know clothes and devices. Um, and, and so that is the shift, right? That is where known really separates itself. When I say we're we're skating to where the puck is going, it's just that this this world we live in now where we're used to interacting, let's use Apple, you know, Apple Pay, Apple Face ID, right? We're not going to be having to pull our phone out of our pocket and look into that and tapping it down onto something to transact, right? That is going to be the big shift. And I think that that is where I would get the greatest pushback. And I think that's where a lot of people still say the smartphone is going to be the predominant thing that we're, we're using in years to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and that's, uh, it's the part of the secret insight where 
um, that will help your company to grow. So, I mean, yeah. uh, so you have the insight that uh, enables you to grow. So, uh, so I'm interested about the examples of there. We are uh, human beings. We are emotional beings, right? So, how are you saying mm -hmm. what's the most essential but non-obvious need your product will fulfill? So, what emotions, impressions, and psychological impact that basically you're selling to the people? Yeah, so I'm going to answer this in two parts. The first part is I think, you know, we're still in the early days of, you know, biometrics, right? Uh, and we're, we're still, you know, very much, except for a few use cases like at airports and clear and things like that, we're still very, you know, comfortable with doing it on our own device. You know, and moving that out to uh, third party device is definitely going, I think, to cause some concerns, questions, hesitations, um, you know, but I think once that education and awareness comes in, right, because especially now the media is lambasting facial recognition, right, and, and we don't look at ourselves in that field, that's more big brother, this is opt-in for your privacy and security. I think when people realize that they have this unbelievable power, right, this uniqueness to them to move fluidly through the world and that they truly are their identity, um, you know, it's going to shift everything. You know, we're, we're starting to see it happen um, on a, you know, with Amazon Go stores and companies like Zipin and where it's this, you know, cashierless checkout. Um, that is the way that the world is moving. And, and so I think for people psychologically, um, this truly seamless experience of, you know, interacting and transacting anywhere, anytime is going to be really powerful. Right. I used to say, I used to say, um, you know, uh, it used to be the cool thing when you could pull a black card out of your wallet, right? You know, credit card. Now the cool thing is I don't have to pay, pull anything out of my wallet. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at something and I check out, right? That that is going to be the new thing. It's minimalism. The less you have, the sort of the more powerful or cool you are. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially. Uh, since we're living in a times people are concerned about their privacy and they're concerned about their uh, their identity being protected. So the feeling that uh, that something that they could trust on, uh, like mm -hmm. um, I believe there is a uh, at the time like 90 and uh, like not 90, like 2000 something. So the various company VeriSign was one of the, the most trusted uh, SSL. Uh, company yep. yeah so and uh many companies trusted them in a way that's um unbelievable like i mean they truly like there was out there so many different solutions in the market that offers the ssls but uh many people preferred the resign so for uh for, i think for emotional reasons most of the time because they built this brand that's uh really allowed them to do that so so and because they knew what's the what they actually what emotional impact they selling basically so that's why i'm asking this question so 
Yeah, no, I, I think you're dead right, you know, and, and, and I'm going to have to go in, you know, a minute, mm-hmm. but I think, um, uh, I, I, so much of it in the early days is going to come down to disclaimers, right? That we chose to go a B2B approach to enable people to interact with companies that they already know and trust versus us trying to win their trust over, right? As being mm-hmm. a consumer facing solution. Um, you know, with that, it is going to be important for these businesses to not bury stuff in, you know, size six font in terms and conditions that people never, you know, open up. Right. Um, mm. It's it's putting it right. Out, right. There's no co-location of data. We don't store your biometric and IOT information alongside your other personal identifiable information. You can delete your information anytime you want. We're using the IOT uh, for your privacy and protection. It's not for pushing advertising and marketing to you, right? Think of it as like a virtual bodyguard in your pocket that goes, knows where you're going to protect you from, you know, bad people, you know, trying to use your identity or steal your identity. You know, these are the things that are going to win over the trust of the consumer. And it's, it's imperative that the, that companies are transparent about this right from the get-go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. So, yeah, so I, I think, uh, uh, by the way, are you white label solution or uh, you yes. put the brand on white label? So. Uh, we, we do both. So we could do powered by known. If that's, you know, a hard no, then, you know, we, we're, we're open to uh, removing that and have it completely white labeled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think uh, business model is... Uh, there's no uh, anything unique in terms of business model, right? Um, no, it's, um, huh. you know, SaaS and API transaction fees. Got it. All right. Awesome. So I think I asked the most important <laughs> and interesting question. So <laughs> hopefully so. And uh, yeah, no, it was great. Th- thank you. Great questions. Mm, thank you for coming. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Really, it was, I really enjoyed your questions, actually. So, so thank you for that. It was a, a great conversation. All right. Thank you, too. So, All right. Uh, have a good one. Have a good day. Yeah.